Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of our weekly podcast called Yala Bud. Yala Bud. Weekly podcast where Terrence and I just talk about stuff that's been eating up our minds for the past week. Sometimes serious, sometimes goofy, always interesting. Funny lah. <laughs> we are Ministry of Funny. What? Uh, I say interesting because last week, last week's podcast was so serious. It yeah. ran on for over an hour and we got a lot of feedback that, whoa, one yeah, hour. It was about a whole brown face saga in, uh, that gripped the, the internet of Singapore. Yeah, and so that was the week of August, the first week of August. Like now it's August, today is like second week of August. Yeah, and as much as everyone was intimidated by the length of the podcast, at the same time, it was really well received. I think it's our most listened to podcast in history. Uh, in history. Yeah. yeah. So if you actually went on the podcast charts on Spotify... You have seen just outside of the top 20. Yeah, 21. Number 21. Number 21. So it was basically us just trying to talk through uh, our own understanding and wrapping our heads, wrapping up our heads around the whole issue. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess people appreciated that we were kind of debating amongst ourselves because I'm Indian and Terence is Chinese. Yeah, but we but based on that, we also decided, okay, we cannot talk about yeah. that issue anymore because... Yeah. We really spent an hour just yeah. going into and it. And I think everything that has been said has been said. And yeah, I think as a society, you know, now we're already talking too much about it. Fuck it. We yeah, are moving on, on to today's, today, this week's topic. So, <laughs> own, so, self, own self, catch own self. Own self, catch own self. So today, the first topic, which is normally we start off with something more serious. So today, given that it is 6th August, this podcast will probably go out on 7th August. 9th August is what, Terence? It is the National Day of Singapore. Singapore's 54th National Day. 9th August. And every 9th August, there's this huge... Um, I, would, I wouldn't say something that would already show my bias, but a National Day parade that where the whole country stops and like uh, there's, there's this show of military might and, and, and patriotism yeah. that, that grips... Uh, I wouldn't say the nation, but at least tens of thousands of people who are watching in attendance or watching at home. Yeah, but even <clears throat> sorry, even before the National Day Parade, right? Like I think for the last month, if you go anywhere online, you start seeing basically everyone's jumping on this like National Day fervor. Whether yeah, some man. food promo or some new uh, or some like indie band doing some National Day covers, or you know, phone companies that decide to release. A phone at fifty-four fucking dollars. Yeah, so and cause like chaos amongst old people in Singapore. If you're wondering what we're talking about, is about the whole Huawei issue, which we covered two weeks ago. Yeah, so in a sense, like why uh, one of the things we we uh, uh, Ministry of Funny we like to do is to ask why are people you know so obsessed with National Day? Yeah, because last year we did a National Day parody video based on what the National Day song. music video, yeah, yeah, song and music video was, and. Um, you know, some, sometimes some people ask us, why are you all being so negative about it? Because, I mean, everyone's just enjoying National Day and everything, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I know we have some listeners from outside Singapore. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure you would know also that the National Day Parade in Singapore is a fucking huge deal uh, where people rehearse for almost like almost a year. Because what I've heard is the parade ends and like the next month, they're already rehearsing for the next year's parade. You get people from all walks of lives. You get entertainment artists. You get military personnel who... Uh, spend burning their weekends rehearsing. You get primary school students who are also rehearsing. And it's just this huge-ass parade. And I've always thought to myself, maybe when I was young, I was like, oh, that's cool. But when you grow up, like, does that make me feel proud? Is it a good thing? Because it costs, like, millions of dollars yeah. in collective, like, manpower hours and resources. But what is the point? Yeah. Not to say that I don't see the point. I mean, 
I guess you can argue it both ways, but today we just wanted to explore this and think about what what are the pros and cons of having this parade. La. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things that we I've heard before, one of the criticisms is that National Day Parade, you know, the rush to get tickets is pretty crazy. Mm. Yeah. And people even sell the tickets that they managed to get for free on Carousel and other platforms. So some people in recent years have asked, rather than do a parade that only a small minority of people can actually get to watch, why not do something that um, everyone gets to enjoy? Say, you know, just put up nothing but fireworks, right? Because mm. fireworks are across the island, you can see. Yeah. This National Day Parade, it's almost like it's exclusively you have to line up for tickets and all that. So it's not something that everyone gets to enjoy. I mean, uh, discounting what you can see on TV. Mm. So so what do you think of something like that? I mean, so okay, that that is kind of adopting the 4th of July celebrations in the US where it's all about the fireworks, right? And people have like barbecues in their own yards and shit like that. So, so a brief Wikipedia search uh, showed that Singapore celebrated its first national day and in 1966, that's one year after we separated from 1965. And it grew, first one was I think just a few contingents, the then Singapore's president, which was our first president ever, Yusuf bin Ishak, and Lee Kuan Yew were there, who was our first prime minister, and a, f- a bit of military parade. Then it started growing up, uh, getting bigger in scale, bigger in scale. And 1975 was the first time it was decentralized. Mm. So that's kind of like along the lines of what you're saying. Like instead of this one big clusterfuck where everyone is just like, "Oh my god, this is awesome! Yeah, Singapore, woo!" They just spread it around uh, out uh, across the, the country, and they did that all the way till 1983. That was the mm. last time the NDP was held in multiple venues until 2015. Yeah. So they have explored that, and I think 2015 it did happen. Uh, but now it's going back towards the one central centralized clusterfuck. I know this year there are going to be fireworks around Singapore. Just fireworks, so, right? Just yeah. fireworks. But I mean, to me, my favorite part of National Day Parade is, is fireworks. Right? The fireworks. Of course, yeah. after fireworks, you see a ton of smoke and you wonder like, oh my God, is that, is, that, is that killing the environment? It probably is, but it's still awesome to watch. Yeah. Because a big part of National Day Parade, I mean, everyone talks about how what the budget is for the parade. Yeah. And the numbers are pretty staggering, man. Yeah. We're talking, I think last year, they was what? Uh, they never, did they search. actually give out the numbers? Yeah, they do. And they actually they do? did... Uh, I guess because public pressure, like they kind of yeah. have to have to release it. Yeah. So, like for example, like the, the, when you Google NDP budget, the question that comes up is, how much does the National Day Parade cost the Singapore taxpayer? Apparently, um, last NDP okay, this is for twenty sixteen. Mm. NDP twenty sixteen cost thirty nine point four million dollars. And remember, man. this includes all the. This doesn't include all the fact manpower that manpower hours. is practically. F- uh, free because it's from the SAF. That, right? that source was from where? This is from the a written reply by the Minister of Defense, Ng Ing Hin. Oh, so yeah, so it's definitely tens of millions. Uh. Yeah. Okay, so Terence, if I were to ask you, right, do yeah. you feel anything when you watch NDP or even a glimpse of NDP or if you see like these huge ass parades? Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, a lot of my feelings towards NDP probably were tainted. In the time in military service when I actually had oh you can <laughs> I I wasn't in the parade but I had to I think usher or something so uh-huh. definitely there were a couple of like you know rehearsals weekends and all that that we had to go for as an usher as a yeah military I mean you know those military guys standing outside yeah. the handsome yeah, military guys standing outside directing people um, basically you are you have to be there for all the rehearsals and and everything as well yeah so so how many months before the did the actual ceremony did you start rehearsals. I think yeah, at least three or four months. Three or four months. Weekends just burn. Not not every single weekend. Uh. And I, I remember at some point 
my 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 company in particular wasn't involved as closely, but I know my battalion was. Uh, so okay. there was an element of like burning weekend. So I think after that whole experience, the the cynicism about what National Day Parade stands for sets uh, in lah. Uh, you know, when before that as a student and all that, maybe it's it's fun to go and watch. It's fun to be. Did part you of ever it. watch? I mean, watch it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have See, watched it live. I yeah. haven't. Oh, you haven't. Yeah. And do you have any interest to? Okay, so so I I don't have any interest to, but I will admit that there was one time we went for the Sea Games opening and closing ceremony. Ah yes. And to me that was fucking awesome, but it was more about the spectacle of it because yeah. I generally do like the National Stadium in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, that and I think it it has nice acoustics and there's something quite magnificent about it and I remember the Sea Games opening and closing ceremony had a lot of cool displays and I mean anytime you see like hundreds of people moving in unison it's quite a spectacle but the thing about NDP is supposed to instill some sort of pride and patriotism Mm. and I would say that's one of the times where I feel like yeah I'm I'm proud to be Singaporean but there are many more things that make me proud than this Uh, and I'm just wondering what is it about it? Because I know a lot of people still love it. Yep. Uh, I've heard people say that it's a time for just, you know, a family, a very wholesome thing. How many things can you enjoy in Singapore collectively? Yeah. Because it's another thing, you see something with like 50,000 other people, it's quite a nice thing. Mm. And then you see these planes and it's almost like the whole country is centered around this. So maybe there's a sense of sense of uh, communal community there. Yeah, but, um, but to place it in context, right? I think... Uh, our National Day Parade in is quite unique around the world mm. because it, it it combines both the military parade, yeah. the military aspect, plus the whole you know song and dance kind of thing yeah. about uh, you know about the country's history and all these things. And you probably I I don't think it, anywhere else in the world you get such a huge yeah. effort placed because, into something like that. Because right? normally the parades are very pointed. Uh. You get Bastille yeah. Day in yeah. France, which I think is the biggest military parade in the world, and that's all just military. Yeah. Then you get like the Macy's parade in the US, which mm. is just yeah, that's Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, but it's still yeah. a parade. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. public parades, oh, right? Public parades, yeah. uh, it's always very pointed. Whereas Singapore is like goddamn everything, man. Like yeah. uh, you get song and dance, yeah, you get like reenactments you get acting you get dancing you get fireworks you get military it's insane it's like it's crazy and even like I don't know the carnival I don't know what the carnival in Brazil celebrates yeah, I, uh, I mean, is it just a cultural thing I think it's more of a cultural it's like the Mardi like Gras Mardi Gras la, yeah <laughs> I mean in Singapore can you imagine <laughs> if like you put you put an NDP fun pack over someone they have to show they have to show you their like genitals or like their 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 assets. Uh. To put it in context, that's what people do at Mardi Gras. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you course, give of them yeah. uh, basically. Beats. There's a parade that goes down. Everyone's drinking and and going wild. And you offer them like a necklace of beads, and then they're supposed to flash them, flash themselves. Yeah. To get the beads from you, like, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know if that still goes on because <laughs> in this day and age, hashtag me too. Everything. Can you imagine if NDP is like that? You have all this fun pack, you have like your flag, your sticker, your water bottle and depending on what you sh- what you give them, right, they have yeah. to flash something. Uh. They have to flash your fun pack. Yeah, that's flash right. your fun pack at them. That's the new catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, show you fun my fun pack. pack yeah, I'll you show you my yours. fun pack. <laughs> my fun pack is very fun. You want, it's, it's complimentary, uh, free. <laughs> and yeah. now, this year also, the fun pack is all full of reusable stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, supposedly reusable. I've also seen criticisms of like, Rather than spend all the money producing reusable stuff, yeah. why not not produce the stuff and you know, just uh, don't don't give out free so so much free shit lah. Because what what but do then, you usually do with it anyway? You just throw it away. But then it. you can also argue why do a lot of things right if it's all just about like generating more true, waste. True. So so I mean that's where the the I think it gives a bit of context to why some of the criticism is like why don't you take that forty million dollars that you spend on NDP, 
just spend it all on fireworks. Because fireworks, you put it all across the island, everyone gets to see it no matter where you are. You know, and as long as you're looking out a window or looking up at the sky, you see fireworks, everyone enjoys it. And then let people just have their own party. Lah. Let them hold it, host their own barbecue, let them do what they want, let them wear red or white if they want at home. But don't need to like have to watch a TV because you know, watching TV because is you see the fireworks. Thing fireworks. Let's say even if they stretch it out to half an hour, yeah. there's nothing about our cultural heritage. There's nothing about history. There's nothing about us being discovered by Sang Nila Utama, who probably hallucinated and saw this lion that was never there. Uh, there's nothing about Sir Stamford Raffles. There's nothing about uh, who else? Who else? The the I don't know. Like my God, there's so many Hello, things. Hello, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew, right? But he doesn't, he, he doesn't feature into the cultural aspect of it, right? Huh? How dare you? That's blasphemy. That's <laughs> G-Secure, please. Step in right now. See, like the... And also, I think because how, how many times in the year is the National Stadium full of people? Is it at the National Stadium this year? Uh, no, it's at no, Padang. No, it's, it's at Padang. Padang, yeah. Oh. Traditional so then, venue. But yeah, yeah, so even places like that. I mean, in Singapore, you rarely get a spectacle that really involves that amount of Singaporeans. La. That's yeah. why last time, like in, up till 1994 when you had the Malaysia Cup, that was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like where Singapore used to take part in a football competition with the Malaysian states and like Singapore used to be pretty damn good especially towards the end right till right up to before we got uh, kicked out because of match fixing. Yeah. But now the biggest event besides National Day will be F1. La. Yeah, F1, but F1, right? how many Singaporeans give a shit? Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. But and it probably an takes up more space. It takes up more space than National Day Parade, right? Yeah. yeah. But it generates a lot more revenue, la, I think. It's a revenue yeah, generator, a revenue, probably. Yeah. La. Yeah. Whereas uh, NDP is a revenue, what do you call it? Uh, sink. It's a sink. Yeah. I'll admit, I'll admit like, I was overseas when the first F1 was shown on TV. Yeah. And I sat down with all my friends in, in where New York, where I was. And we all watched the F1 together. And everyone was like, whoa, Singapore looks Pretty really cool, awesome. Right? Awesome, yeah, yeah. man. Singapore, I remember seeing the Singapore F1 also. Like, yeah. Holy shit, that looks yeah. like, that makes Singapore look fucking cool. Do you think if we broadcast the NDP around the world, like we'd get the kind of response from people? Well, it'd be awesome if like Joe Rogan does a there's a what's the the UFC? He does it for UFC fights and he can't com- com- like comment like it. Com- uh, fight companion. Fight companion. We yeah. do NDP companion, yeah. we just comment it over the whole NDP for three hours. Yeah, then we just be us like shitting on everyone yeah, I mean, for three like, hours. Yeah, I mean even even I don't know, man. NDP to me right now. I I do think that it's a it's kind of like a waste of resources, waste of manpower. But then the alternative, should we not have anything? Maybe it bleeds into my whole belief that I don't celebrate birthdays, la. Yeah. So maybe yeah, this is yeah. a, a thing on a national level. I'm like, yeah. yeah, fuck birthdays. Yeah, you just live another year. So what? Yeah. But Whereas I know your principle, which yeah. you can explain now yeah. about birthdays. Basically, I I think birthdays are not just for yourself, la. It's not about celebrating yourself alone, but everyone else around you is. It's giving everyone a chance to come together and celebrate. And as you get older, you find that there are lesser and lesser reasons for everyone of your friends to gather around and celebrate something. So if it gives everyone an excuse to come together, congregate, be, be sort of happy and to see each other for once, I think that's a great thing. That's, I tell you, you just replaced the word birthday with NDP, right? You sound like a PAP politician already. That's exactly what you're saying. When you get older, it's not about you. It's how many times can you get your friends, which are your citizens, together to celebrate. Yeah. And that's exactly the mindset. Maybe that's why we... Like, I mean, based on that, I, you can kind of understand why I'm not the biggest fan of NDP. And yep. But the difference is that this, like, 
I, I'm saying celebrate your birthday, but doesn't mean I need to choreograph like a whole song and dance for your birthday. Either. I'm just saying, like if you put just fireworks, it's like having a birthday cake. Everyone gets to eat a birthday cake, but everything else you do, you just do no, yourself. No, don't, but you don't see, ask me you see, if, if you if you have a birthday party or something, right? Like I've been to a few birthday birthday parties where we go to a restaurant and fucking pay for the the bill for that person. Uh, who when, which, who is this person? Uh, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> No, but yeah. So he's saying you're, what you're saying is that situation when y'all all say, "Oh, let's go to an expensive restaurant for somebody's yeah. birthday." Then you go and then end up you have to. I get like some pay some extra a- for aloe aloe mushroom with water and fucking someone gets like a wine l- wine like lobster ravioli shit and then we just pay and I fucking hate that man. Oh. So isn't that kind of like like NDP where you even if you celebrate you don't celebrate you still you're, you, you still, still pay, pay tax it, right? yeah yeah you pay for it and uh, and like you might say we don't uh, uh, NDP requires you to choreograph and burn hours yeah this is like like stuff I've earned over I don't know burning weekends from editing videos for, for a client yeah. or something so I think that's the equivalent uh, when yeah. you are forced to sort of go uh, not say forced uh, but to say okay if you want to celebrate my birthday you must come to this place you must eat the food here yeah. you must pay, the, and you we must must pay for the it. person yeah, and we, we must split it, it. Yeah. Yeah. which yeah. is yeah come on man yeah it's happened to me before I've gone to like a birthday party and then suddenly I get a message saying hey we're sharing a PS4 for the a PS2 for the person <laughs> and uh, you're cool with sharing the cost of PS2, right? And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, so isn't that kind of like the, the issue with NDP now, I guess? I mean, maybe it's different because we don't really feel our tax dollar going towards it. At the same time, I do see, I mean, sometimes birthday parties can be fun. Yeah. But the most fun ones are where it's not about the restaurant you go to. It can be just sitting around and just talking cock and having fun. So maybe that's the approach of NDP. Do we really need all these rehearsals? But what if it's just something that, I don't know, what can you do on a, on a, on a big scale that is still a spec- spectacle? Yeah. But okay, let's, let's, let's hypothesize a bit. Let's say, yeah. uh, you know, the since it's the easiest thing we thought about, like, let's say they just do fireworks around yeah. the island, right? And, and do you think Singaporeans would hold their own NDP celebration? Like at home have a party no. or something? If no. it's a long weekend, they'll travel. But isn't that what they do in America? Like July 4th weekend, you see a lot of people actually have barbecues and yeah. celebrate. In France also, I think they do it. Australia also does that for Australia. Yeah. Day. I think, I think eh, okay, so you th- okay, you think about it. I know that barbecue thing is a big thing, you know, commun- but maybe it's because over there you get less people living in apartments with yards to actually do shit. Can you imagine Singapore HDB? Yeah. Yeah, like you watch, okay, like show, and then people oh, will travel. Maybe, will just- maybe you can go downstairs and like at a basketball court or something, have a barbecue. Do your own barbecue. Honestly, I mean, if you stay in a flat, I remember when uh, last time in when I was staying in a flat, like the residence community growing up, yeah, yeah, I was super close to my neighbors. But I don't know, in the recent years when, when there's less of a community spirit, yeah. uh, you don't really know your neighbors. And I feel like if you have these communal events, it, nothing will happen. No one will give a shit. Possibly. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like, uh, I remember the last election, I was telling my friends, hey, Let's all like gather together, you know, and then get drinks and food and then all sit down and watch the general elections, the results together. Yeah. And it was actually a lot of fun. But like, they want because it's elections, huh? they want different because you can have an outcome. It's like watching sports, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I, did, I remember I, I wore all white also. Not, not saying I support the party, but I just wore all white for the occasion since it was one of the, yeah. one of the things we wore. And it was just fun you know, yeah. to sit no, down with Okay, so by that, like, by that rationale, the best National Day parade thing would be to have like a Singapore football game against Malaysia. 
Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. Or like maybe But something... if we lost, that would be terrible. Yeah. No, okay. Like, you know the whole concept of the Roman gladiators, right? Yeah. Not to say we will put people in a pit and watch them fight. La. But maybe like that whole thing around NDP, we just do something that... I mean, even even I know a lot of people for the World Cup, they might not watch soccer, mm. but there's something nice about seeing something there, la, like countries uh. fight, and they might not even be football fans. So maybe yeah. the best NDP parade... Because the thing about rehearsals, right? Like... The, I, I thankfully didn't kena at school, I didn't kena in army, but I know so many people who have burned so many weekends and at the end of the day, yeah, you're, you're, you're part of this this big, big kind of display, but you're, I mean, I don't know, it just feels like the payoff, does it, is it supposed to make you feel proud? Like what you said, for you, it tainted and it like sent you down the dark path of like, oh, you know, I hate NDP and <laughs> enlightened all. Enlightened path. Not dark, the dark, uh, your enlightened. Dark, dark path. So then maybe if it's something where it's just about you don't the, the the excitement is there and there's a certain element of like oh it might not it might yeah, it might not happen it might but I guess if you play Singapore plays Malaysia on NDP and they lose yeah <laughs> maybe riots be thing, uh, riots, huh? riots happen. yeah but I that's see. why I mean uh, I think a lot of people are asking about the the waste issue la, like when you spend all those man hours and time and money planning a parade you you make all these fun packs that you know are honestly like are discarded after one use la. Is it in, in this day and age? Like, is it worth like thinking about how to do it? Maybe I think I've heard suggestions as well that why not just have it as an all military thing? Like, you know, mm. if it's meant to show military might and that we're not to be fucked with, then just do it. Do that and plus do plus. Yeah, you cannot get primary schools. You must you must hit every demographic. You must get primary school involved. You must have four hosts of the Chinese, Malay, Indian, others. You must have something that appeals to every age group. If it's just military, then you just get a bunch of like NS men jerking off to it. Even then, I don't think NS men will jerk off to it because you see no, no, it for no, two no, years. Yeah, yeah who, who, who will watch it? It's just the people in NS who are regulars who probably have no choice. Yeah. But if you take away NDP, you also lose like a, a, a very important milestone for the high flyers in the army who can be parade commander. You, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you take away jobs for all the, the creative uh, people involved in the planning of the event. Because like a lot of... I mean, there are people in the I don't know, filmmaking industry... Uh, theater industry who do get a lot of gigs during NDP yeah. La. yeah. Uh, it's like it's like a milestone in yeah, their career yeah it's like right? a milestone and even this year's NDP video the music video was it was it this year or last year where it just had all the who's who of Singapore's music yes. in the song yeah Woo. okay so like Terrence if, they, if next year for whatever reason they 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 want us to host <laughs> NDP as like the Chinese host and the Indian host would you say yes uh only if there's creative input. La, creative input. La. Yeah. I mean, the last thing you want to do is to, to be hosting something that you absolutely do not believe in. La. Yeah. But if you have some sort of creative input over something, I think then then it, it, the door opens for you to, to push something and be different. La. And if the creative vision is different from what they want and then decide not to work together, then okay, la, at least you tried, you see. Yeah. But I say to, to just like give up all your creative uh, freedom and all that is... is it's a one. It's a one step closer to hell, basically. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think for me, I w- my my in, my initial response is to say no. But yeah, if there's something cool, if for some reason yeah. they say you know we give you free reign to say whatever the fuck you want during during NDP, <laughs> that would yeah. be awesome. But oh, speaking of that, uh, having free reign to do whatever the hell you want, I say whatever you want. Is it? I want. I really wonder if the urban legend of like the parade commander, if you make a mistake, you get fired. You're basically kandakaki for the rest of your career. Kandakaki meaning you're stalled, like your military career is stalled for the rest yeah. of your career. So isn't it like as dangerous to, as it is like advantageous to be the parade commander for NDP? Because if you fuck up, your career just goes down drain. If you do well or just don't make a mistake, 
you're good lah. You're, you're seen as them. But that's like good. that's like a lot of very high stakes, prestigious jobs. What you want to be yeah. the first man that land on the moon? You fuck up, you die, then yeah. you're screwed. You want to be the first person to fly a, a, a faster than sound aircraft over the Atlantic? You might True. die. True. So I think anything that is well, what's the thing? Nothing, nothing great ever came easy. Yeah, but the fun, so the funny thing is. Like being parade commander for NDP is probably the most danger any Singapore soldier will ever face in his career. The like danger, real, of, real danger. The danger of a of a <laughs> fucked up career. Yeah, basically putting yourself out there, lah. Yeah. <laughs> more, more like real danger than they will ever face, uh. Yes, yeah. Oh my God. So, so at the wars. end of the day, would you would you would you prefer that there's no NDP or there is an NDP? Um, I think currently it is one of the more unique things that really makes us us and. Uh, I mean, you can like it or don't like it, but it is something that we we go through. But yeah. I think I think it's still worth looking at the amount of money that we spend on it and and the waste that comes from it, and think about okay, is it time to update it based on what society values now, lah? Which is the environment, which is I don't know, and then accountability and things like that, lah. Yeah, I think for me also, I think there is some value about having a spectacle. But the amount of input, the amount of raw, raw materials, resources, manpower that goes in, yeah, right now feels like if you want a spectacle, having that many people doesn't really guarantee a spectacle. Yeah. And there are many spectacles out there that are just visually amazing, but can be done with, I don't know, more efficiently. Yeah, like let's say just selling handphones for about 70% cheaper. Yeah. You can mobilize as many people. No, that's what I tell you. You put the handphones in the middle of the national stadium, you have like the old people surround the entire parameter and just fucking let it go and all hell breaks loose, man. So it's really like the Roman gladiator kind of thing, except that this is done with old people and phones. uh. It's like a battle royale. Battle royale. Yeah, with the price being... Huawei phones. Uh. Yeah, with old people. <laughs> Maybe like every demographic, you know you want to hit, you have like the toddlers, You what do toddlers want in the middle? Breast milk. I don't know, what do you want? Huh? What are you talking about? What toddlers <laughs> breast milk? <laughs> no, I'm saying we have the, the Ro- Roman gladiator thing for every demographic. Oh. So we get below fives, maybe five to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to 60 and all no, that. But I mean, uh, uh, th- that's a fantasy, but actually going back, the idea you're talking about having a sporting event yeah. be the center center uh, centerpiece of a parade. Yeah. That actually sounds interesting to me because nowadays one of the new sports that I watch is mixed martial arts, mm. and every time they go to a certain country and have an event, right? Um, then they put they show all the fighters from that country in the card, uh, so they are fighting, you know, uh, the Americans and the British who go there and fight. Yeah, and there's always this nationalistic feeling yeah, about yeah. it, which I you rarely see in uh, a lot of sports because I like like let's say basketball or even English Premier League or what because. At the end of the day, the, like Premier League, all the sports are played in, all the games are played in England. Yeah. Basketball, all the games are played in the US. Whereas like something like mixed martial arts, when they travel around the world and all that, there's almost this nationalistic component. So when a, a local fighter loses, right? There's yeah, a, everyone's like, uh, well, when he wins, it's nuts. No, that's uh. what I tell you. You know, do you remember in primary school, secondary school, there's the sports day, right? Yeah. So you get the, the national sports day where you yeah. get all the schools competing. But even within the schools, oh, yeah. you get the different houses, right? Yeah. And it was fucking fun. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love that shit. So, so you yeah, imagine, what, imagine the finals of like the school sports or something being played yeah. on national day. No, no. What, what I was saying is like, I know this sounds lame, but if you think about it, like Singapore got a lot of estates, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, who would join? I don't know. But you imagine there's like a fucking competition. And the competition is not like the standard 4 by 100 meter. It's like, I don't know, the, the three-legged race or something. Just 
people from different age groups from different estates in Singapore and, competing in NDP. And yeah. make that final uh, NDP. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would be then so far, be man. Yeah. Because I remember a few years ago, there was the Hood, uh, Hood, Hood, Hood Champions. Champions or something. Yeah, yeah. They had this Singlish charade competition, yeah. which was fucking awesome. And like I've never felt more... like That was one of the most proudest I felt to be a Singaporean just by watching a video. And like to me, there was such a game... There's, there's a game that cannot be played anywhere else in Singapore. And if you just have... I don't know. It's not, of course, it can't be charades at the national stadium, but just something, something kind of fun at the national stadium and have the entire place kind of yeah. have fun with that. That would be awesome. So man. you're saying let's try and unite Singaporeans by pitting them against each yeah, other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and at the end, everyone just shakes hands and sings Majula Singapura. I just think that's actually awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Then the the year, the build-up, instead of rehearsals, you just have training. Competitions. Uh, yeah, right, competitions. Yeah. You know, like, can you imagine your estate, the, the makchis and the amas and the yeah. all come together and just work together and you can have the CMIO race. Uh, yeah, and then, like, yeah. everything just, just competes. I tell you, like, fucking yeah. hit, man. It'll be a hit. Yeah. So yeah, next year NDP. If you all need ideas, yeah, you know who to call, right? Yeah, a four-way tug of war between the Chinese, Malay, Indians, and others. Yeah. Oh man, man. I think we, I think we've hit a gold mine, man. I think next year we should just do it on our own. Yeah. Maybe that's small the scale. real, the real NDP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the the real NDP. Yeah. The real NDP. <laughs> yeah. So so speaking of speaking of uh, how you say like uh, mixing around with people you don't know. <laughs> what is what is our goofy story for this week, Darren? Yeah, actually, uh, it's a pretty funny thing that where you know, cause we last few couple of weeks we're talking about oh importing Western concepts like blackface to Singapore, brownface, blah blah. <laughs> so one of the things that recently that came out on Twitter that has been around for a while in the US is something called uh, your texting your number neighbor. Yeah, it's a little challenge that started on Twitter where let's say your phone number is like uh, ends with one two three four, right? Then you text the number next to you. That means one, two, three, five. Like uh, eight, two, three, four, one, two, three, five. You know, you text that number and say, "Hey, hi, number neighbor," because literally your numbers are next to each other in the system. So you text each other, and then what comes out of it? You just uh, play along, lah. So uh, it has led to a lot of heartwarming kind of like, "Hey, bro," you know, number neighbor kind of exchanges in the US on Twitter. And someone tried it in Singapore, and what well, happened? Maybe, maybe we before we go to Singapore, we go into some examples oh, yeah, of yeah, what, yeah. what, what the the screenshots that people shared in the US, and these were getting like the tens of thousands of retweets and likes on Twitter. So, so there's this one by Gabby Hartzell on Twitter. Uh, she says, "Hey, na- hey, phone number neighbor. Oh, hey, what an honor to finally meet. How are you today? Just peachy. How about you, my friend?" I'm great. I saw so many people, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I don't think these are fabricated because I think this was before it kind of blew up. But yeah, it got 31,000 likes on Twitter. And then other people like, hi, number neighbor. Ha ha, who is this? Just your number neighbor checking in. It's a Twitter thing. Lol. Lol. Wasn't aware of it, smiley face. Well, anyways, hope you have a great night, neighbor. Sorry to bother so late at night. That's what neighbors are for. In your business and always at the wrong time. Ha ha ha. So then That's someone so someone in Singapore tried it and she shared um she shared a uh her Twitter tw- Twitter I mean she has, she has, she shared a screenshot of a conversation on Twitter. So so Terence, would you would you want to play play the the recipient? Sure. So the the first one was uh so she said, "Hey there, neighbor." Uh do I know you? Yes, we are number neighbors, smiley face. KWJS. J W D J. I don't know what that means. And then he says, 
Harass me again and I'll report you to Singapore Police Force and Criminal Investigation Department. <laughs> Everything spelled out correctly. Yeah. Yo, chill, bro. Come in peace. Just saying hi. So we don't know what happened after that. But my God. And then, of course, the, the comments are goal. Uh, someone was, if you do the neighbor number thing in Singapore, the fella going to end up being your Pakchik's first love kid or something. And I don't need that close <laughs> of a relation, to be honest. So, I mean, of course, putting aside the fact that that screenshots might be fabricated, I can totally see Singaporeans responding that way. Eh? Yeah, but actually, it's kind of goes back to why why are Singaporeans like so. What, what happened to the kampong spirit? Like, literally. No, that's neighbor, the thing, right? no. I think the kampong spirit, like, okay, so I, I grew up, I've always lived in, in flat or, or, or something where they are neighbors. Yeah. And when I was younger, I and I don't I think it's it's something very visible. I was so much closer to my neighbors now. And I don't think it's just because I was a kid and I grew up and all that. I think now there's just less of a communal spirit. Maybe because people shift around more. Like I grew up, I stayed in the first HDB for like thirty years. No, twenty plus years, then I went to study, then I came back. So it's a long time and these people you grew up with. So I think Singapore the Kampong spirit is no longer there for whatever reason. Yeah, and th- this is like a digital Kampong spirit that we're asking for, la, like yeah. number, neighbor. So I, 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 if I got something like that, yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of strange, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, I'd also be curious, like, hey, yeah. who's this person? Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised this, that the response is so bad. Uh. Yeah, that's why maybe that's just one example because, I mean, every time people say Singaporeans are not friendly, you know, I always feel like, are they really not friendly or are you just an asshole? Yeah. Or maybe they were just having a bad day because I do think Singaporeans in general, if you are nice to them, more often than not, they'll be nice nice to you. And there are assholes everywhere. Like, if you travel out of Singapore, any country, you always find nice people and assholes. So in this case, maybe it was just something bad. Because I would think, I would think more, there would be more people who don't respond or just yeah. say, hey, who are, who are you? But they wouldn't respond like this. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, maybe it's because in Singapore, we are so dense, right? That is almost your default is people going to be talking to you and it's almost you are, fuck it, People don't talk to me. Whereas, if you imagine you grow up in a small community in the rural Midwest or the rural yeah. Australia where your nearest neighbor is three kilometers away and you don't have that much social interaction being thrown at you, right? Yeah. Maybe you might be more, more receptive to it. Yeah, and but I mean, have you ever gotten like that kind of friend request on Facebook? Yeah. From people you don't know. I mean, they're real people, but somehow. Hey, no, no, no. I've, I've, I've friend be, like agreed to friend requests or some fucking hot chick, and I just find out it's a bot. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that has happened to me. I it happened to me a few times, stupidly, and then finally I realized that what the hell is going on? Because sometimes I see yeah. they have common friends, yeah, yeah. and then after that, when I re- accept, I've realized all those common friends are dudes. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm saying is that maybe because we're so used to like, even we get this random request, we are able to actually look up this person. Right? Mm. Whereas when it comes via SMS, mm. a phone number you really have zero context of what this person is. That's true. So, so it may be more scary than like getting those random faces. And I don't know how requests. it is in other countries, but Singapore, I think everyone has received a message from some fucker asking you to loan yeah. some money for some stupid uh, like thing where they guarantee this and all that. And I know people who have fallen for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be it out of like desperation or needing money or just being naive. Yeah. So maybe there's, yeah, there's, it's like, okay, you, you, it's like even last time, uh, I mean, a few years ago, we did that video where we tried giving roses to random women in the CBD where everyone is like tense and it's dense. And out of 17 people, I approached 16 people, didn't give me any attention at all. Or yeah. They even stopped for me to give them the rose. They, they thought you were selling something. Yeah, they thought right? I was selling something. But the moment you move to the heartlands where I guess people are less guarded, 
they were a lot more receptive lah. Yeah. Some some uh, people were so like, oh my god, thank you, thank you for the rose and all that. So we did that knowing that the people in the CBD would reject it and that, that the people in the heartlands would be more open. So maybe in Singapore, the phone thing where, I mean, everyone is getting pummeled with so much info these days. Maybe it's just a, a natural reaction yeah. to like, what the fuck is this? Maybe sh- maybe the, if the person tried WhatsApp, uh, where you have at least a profile pic or something, uh, it might not be as bad. Because like, like, like my profile pic is like my dogs and all that. So it's like, you know, oh, look, this guy likes dogs. At least it says something about you. But, even but number then, doesn't. WhatsApp also, you still get one of the, the spams once in a while. Right? You do, you do. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it depends like, uh, what did she send the first message? She said, hey there, neighbor. Maybe that's a bit, because maybe that's the uh, proximity thing. You know, they're like, hey, you know, I'm oh. really your neighbor. She hey, said, "Hey, there, neighbor." She didn't yeah. say, "Hey, there, number." She didn't say, "Number, neighbor." Then, then that's scary because that's like, "Oh, I can. I'm next to you. I'm next to your house right now. I can see." What yeah, you're doing. exactly. And then some of the KWJSJWDJ. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is, man. Yeah. But yeah, if you think about the "Hey, there, neighbor," right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a physical proximity element there, yeah. which is a bit concerning, But let's say if you were to message, "Hey, there," you know, uh, there's this thing called a number neighbor thing where you just reach out to someone who's one digit away from your number and I just wanted to say hi. Yeah. I Hope this people, brightens your day. Yeah, maybe I'll do that tonight and see and see <laughs> what people do. Then I can report like during next week's, next week's podcast. Yeah, yeah, maybe you could try that. And I mean, one thing I've always wanted to do, which I think would be illegal in Singapore, but I read about it years ago in the US where someone just wrote on a dollar note, yeah. um, you know, say hi at an email address. And because a dollar note or a money is one of those things that it will always stay in circulation and it will always change hands and over the yeah. course of a year, it might, I don't know, like a $2 note in Singapore would touch how many people. I've always thought about doing that experiment in Singapore. Um, I know that you can't deface money yeah. uh, and there is certain rules and regulations against that and chances are if you put an email address there, they'll track you down somehow. But I've always thought I might do it at some point in future, but I've always thought that would be so cool because I don't know how many people will respond. I think in this day and age, a lot of people, a lot less people will respond. Yeah. But if you did it like five, six, seven years ago, I, I think that would be so cool to do, man. Yeah, I mean, kids don't do it because it's illegal. But at the same time, I would say that nowadays Singapore is like cashless society, smart nation already. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that dollar note won't go as to as many people as you think. You'll go towards all the, the aunties and the, the Huawei, the <laughs> Huawei demographic, uh, the Huawei demographic. Yeah, being used to buy Huawei phones. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, but I've always thought that's a, that's an interesting uh, experiment. Yeah. So 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 yeah. So so that was that was. If, if any of you have tried the number neighbor thing in Singapore and have screenshots to share, right? It'd be awesome if you can can just DM us. Cause uh, I mean, I would love to think that Singaporeans would be more more open to this kind of things, but I have yet to be proven wrong. Like. Yeah, and 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 it seems like such a positive thing. Yeah. Coming off the last couple of weeks about you know yeah. drawing the lines between races and everything. Like this number neighbor is such a nice innocent thing to yeah, be doing. Yeah, when I heard it, I was like, oh fuck, that is yeah. awesome, man. We well, ended up with calling the police on the. It on always each other amazes again. me how these kind of things start because it's such a it's such a cool thing that you would think would have happened like years ago when cell phone numbers first came out, but but yeah, it's always a nice surprise. Yeah, so yeah, and I wish Singaporeans would stop calling the freaking police for every freaking thing. Uh. Like those guys, <laughs> give those guys a break, man. They can't like. Just an SMS won't kill you. Yeah, so can you imagine you're a police person? You see, you watch TV shows, you read news, you're like, fuck, oh shit, you know, there's, you're actually saving lives in the US. Singapore is like, one call, you're like, oh, old people are fighting in some oh. mall. Another call is like, oh, some... This video offends face, me. Yeah, video <laughs> offends me. Another one is like, who the, my neighbor is messaging me. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> what happened to serving the nation, you know, putting my life on the line to save lives? My God. Yeah. So yeah, so if you have any any examples of the number neighbor thing, or if you have any thoughts on NDP, please do 
Let us know in our DMs. Yeah, and please enjoy your National Day. Yeah, anyway, we still got the one stroke thing. For oh the yeah, week. that's right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, enjoy National Day. Yeah, and yeah. en- enjoy National Day. So, so Terence, what is your one stroke thing for the week? Uh, one stroke thing for the week is actually a movie that we I saw in the cinemas, a Korean movie called Parasite. Mm. It's a a really interesting movie. The story is about a family that that. Uh, feeds off another family in terms of like uh, getting j- a job in the house and each of them all get jobs in the same house of this rich family mm. and shit happens uh, whenever it's like a family getting involved together in a scheme to to, to you know commit fraud or something shit happens uh. so it's called Parasite I don't want to spoil it for people but it's uh, it's so interesting because it's just one of those things that you watch it and you're like, what the fuck is this movie about? Then by the end of it, you're like, oh, that was actually a pretty good story, to- well told. Oh, really? Yeah, so like, it feels almost like, yeah, yeah, you're trying to piece together what you feel about the movie at the end of it. Yeah. Oh, cool. It brings you to places that you wouldn't imagine. Okay, my, my one shock thing is a lot less profound than that. So apparently, there was someone in Chongqing, China who, who challenged a friend over video call to a Wait, how do you pronounce contest. that? You- Chongqing? S- uh, spell C H O N G Q I N G. I wasn't just saying. I wasn't just saying Ching Chong and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, Chong yeah. Chong Ching. Chong Ching. But it's not Dennis Chu la, No, no, no it's not Dennis Chu. Chinese yeah, yeah. Chong Ching China. Chong Ching is a China. place in China. Yeah. We're not talking about Dennis Chu for yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah, in a row. Fuck you, man! Don't ruin my <laughs> shook thing for I the week. It's just your subconsciously. No, you just cannot. No, you must no, talk about Dennis Chu. Let me finish my story. I didn't shit on or interrupt your one shook thing. So my one shook thing is about this nineteen-year-old called Tang who challenged her friend over video call to a squat contest. So they wanted to do a thousand squats and they both did it. La. So apparently Tang went on with her life. She had some muscle saunas and you know, she thought it was great. And then the next day she kind of like couldn't bend her leg. La. So, and, and her pee was tea colored and her boyfriend sent her to the hospital and the do- doctor diagnosed her as having rhabdomyolysis, myols, my, myolysis yeah. um, which basically it is when you exert your muscles so hard that you the muscles break down. Because you know the concept of building muscle is you work out, you have micro tears, it grows back stronger and bigger. Yeah. This condition is when you exert your muscles so much that it fucking breaks down and the protein and urea leaks into your piss and it swells up. And I had one friend who almost had it, but it is fucking serious and, it's, yeah. and it can affect your liver and kidney because it's a sudden spike in protein. So I know this sounds terrible, and and it's still my one shock thing for the, of the week because because when she called her friend to check up on her, she found out that her friend had been admitted for the same thing. <laughs> so I know this sounds still morbid, but to me it was a very nice ending that they both didn't die, they both didn't suffer adverse consequences. They were in hospital, but it seems like it brought them closer to each other. Yeah, actually, I I literally know someone who went to hospital recently for this. Oh, really? After a cycling class, yeah. One of those like fitness cycling. Yeah, thing. man. Yeah, because it's apparently it's really serious when like you're talking about like fever and yeah, and, because it, and it, the amount of protein that's get get put into your body right is is your lit literally your muscles are breaking down. Yeah. And one of my friends he almost had it, but he went for introductory CrossFit class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that friend, if he's listening to this, you know who you yeah. are. I, I feel like I almost got it once after one. Uh, remedial training in the army. Oh yeah, yeah, I think you told me. I, yeah, I yeah. really felt like I had, I think I had fever and then yeah. I really felt like my knee was like busted even though when I went to the doctor at like 3am because it was just so painful and throbbing 
The doctor was like, yeah, it's just a muscle sore. Like, it's nothing. Yeah, I was even, like, what the hell? How can it be? Even my friend went for the CrossFit class in the morning and in the evening because I was, I was staying with a bunch of friends then and he was like, oh, fuck, I feel sick. We're like, hey, shut up. You yeah. just went for one class. Exactly. Shut up. Like. But same thing, 2 a.m., he went to the hospital himself yeah. because his arm was so swollen. Yeah. It was hilarious. Man. No, and, and it, it became dangerous for me to drive because my leg was like, I had spasms and all that. Oh, really? Yeah. So I had my, my poor wife had to drive me to the doctor at 3 a.m. and then the doctor just said, I think you just rest. Muscles like. on us. <laughs> yeah, and it just made me feel like a loser. So, <laughs> so it's good to hear that that actually that it's much more serious than it was and nothing bad. Yeah, it's legit, night, man. Yeah. So so all you all you fit spores out there. Yeah, just watch yeah, out. Yeah, don't, don't do a thousand squats if you haven't been training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So everybody, please enjoy National Day responsibly. Yeah, happy National Day. Celebrate, enjoy life. And we will talk to y'all next week. See you. Bye-bye.